Hello, I'm Caroline Carey. I'm a soul worker and soul doula. I have a deep understanding of the soul's journey from cradle to grave, and I've traveled between the veils of the spirit realms. I've studied the path it evokes, and I've come to understand why the majority of today's problems are rooted in the loss of spirituality. So my work, which is Middle Earth Medicine Ways, empowers people to find what is lost and to reclaim their own circle of strength by embodying their soul. And I do this by holding a space for healing and soul retrieval with shamanic skills, trance and conscious dance. I love creative writing and poetry. Please join me in listening to these wonderful teachers and soul workers, the facilitators and the guides of spiritual and shamanic work. They all have something very important to share and are a great gift to our communities. I've learned a lot from listening to them. I invite you to also. I first met Steve Niner in what was called the Tin Tabernacle. It was a tin hall out in the wilds, somewhere near Lewis, East Sussex, where we drummed in circle together and journeyed into the outer realms in order to receive inspiration and, um, yeah, and answers to some of our inquiries. That was a really special time together. And um, yeah, I was so pleased to have a conversation with him about what he's doing now. Take a listen. He has some land in Wales and this is an intriguing story. Steve Niner. We first met, I think it was in the tin, tin something or other. Tin Tabernacle. Tin Tabernacle near Lewis. Yeah. And we were drumming and um, doing little ceremonial things. And I think that's where we first met. Are you still drumming? On and off. On and not off. A lot. I'm not a I'm not a great drummer. So I I I yeah, I don't do a lot of drumming. Okay. And I, and I don't like big group drum, drumming, bang, bang, bang stuff. Very rarely. Oh, I totally understand that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But we were a little group, hey? We went yeah. big. That was nice. That was really nice. Yeah. So what are you doing now? Um, I'm, I landed up here in North Wales near Bangor um, because a friend had offered me. Uh, um, I'd been searching around for years and years and years for a piece of land because I realised that I would never really be able to, or I was told, um, by, by my spirit team or whatever they are that I would never ever I would never be able to really do, do my work until I had a piece of land to work with and I kept searching and kept trying things and it, it repeated and repeated again and again the same pattern and but each time the pattern repeated I learned more and I grew and then um, I met a friend, part of the Runesu magical community I'm part of, um, who who heard me moaning because I could never have some land. I was about to 
ha um, start doing some stuff down in Gla near Glastonbury. I had a place to live and land to work with. And then COVID came along and knocked all that on my head. And I, I, was, I was stuck in um, sharing the care of ancient mother with my sister in a dead end, very wealthy Oxfordshire village and just completely fucking lost, really not knowing where I was going or where it would open. And this friend kind of met, heard me moaning on a podcast one day and, and said, um, I've got some land, why don't you come up? So I kind of broke lockdown and came up and kind of um, avoided police cars and all that shit and kind of got up here and um and fell in love with it it was pouring with rain and it's about six acres just outside Bangor um the main there's um we've got a, a hall which is a converted barn and other outbuildings and um there's just an amazing community up here and it's it, it um yeah it's the best move I've ever made. It's like I was waiting for this to happen. Isn't that wonderful? And that came out of lockdown, hey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, a lot. It was a very difficult time, hey, but a lot did come out of it for people on yeah. on some level. Yeah. And I went. I went to Glastonbury. I was at a shamanic conference last shamanic gathering at, at Spirit last year, and I finished. And I want to go in Glastonbury, and go to Star Child and get some, you know incense and candles and all that shit and cake and health food stuff because the health food shops there is really good and i and it was like a fucking war zone and you know it was sirens going off and there were just every loads of off the head people you know and yeah i got off my head but it was seriously mad there and and i thought thank god i was saved from living here wow wow Oh, that's quite, that's, you know, thank COVID for that one. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that really, really interesting? Yeah. So this, I'm, I'm really curious about this love, of <coughs> this, this understanding that, you know, you needed to be with the land, that that was your primary objective was to find some land and to be there and to work with it um, and, um and it, and it came about, but where where do you feel that the original desire for that came from? Um, um, it, it goes back a really long way because I was talking to my son, who's forty two, and he's. I told him how how it feels up here. And he said to me, he said, he said, Dad, that's what you've always wanted. Yes. So it, it's, um, and that's um, a conversation I must have had with him a very long, long time ago. Of course. Of course. You know, so I think it's always been there. I've always, um, uh, um, I used to, I, I don't anymore because it's kind of merged. I used to always cycle between kind of um, activism, kind of political activism and spirituality and permaculture and, and, and 
and and creativity art because my background is as a painter as as a, a, a I was at art school and all that and um so it it's I would move through one after another and slowly, slowly over the years, it's merged. So it's totally, I see what I'm doing now as an art, as an artwork. I think, um, I think art and um, the, the creative process and magic are pretty much the same thing. So it's one is taking something from the imaginal and bringing it into the material. You're earthing it. Nice, that's beautiful. So, so you were an art was art, art artistry your first career kind of thing after school? Or? Yeah, I, because I was very dyslexic and was a, a middle class problem child and was always in trouble. And I went out of school at sixteen and and kind of went to art school, and it was great. And that was, um, yeah, 66, 67, I was just full-blown hippie. So, <laughs> so and have never looked back, really, since that point. But, yeah. And, and what were you like as a, as a small child? I was, um, I was wanting to spend all my time in the woods. So it's, it's, it's been a lifetime's journey, really. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I hear this a lot from little children. I just wanted to be in nature. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to be with the animals. I wanted to be with the trees. What was that like for you then? Was that easy for you or did you struggle with it? Um, no, it was easy. It was my sanctuary. I, I went to kind of, um, I had a crisis when I was about eight where I got severely beaten at a prep school, day prep school um, because of, um, losing, I can't even really really remember exactly what happened. I lost my rag with um, a school teacher, and then got very very badly beaten by the headmaster. And my parents then pulled me out of that school, and and nicely sent me off to boarding school, which was great, but <laughs> just what I needed. But, but it was in beautiful country. It was in West Sussex, and it was, and I went to kind of schools for. For, for middle class problem children for a bit, two of them. And um, but all of them were in good were in beautiful nature. So I would just bunk off and go off into the woods all the time. So it was a saving grace in a way, which is a bit like the story of of what was happening to you in during COVID. Yeah. You were you were in a difficult situation and you got out and you yeah, found yeah. your sanctuary. What a beautiful tale. It's 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 gone full circle, hey? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You had to have that land. Wow. So what are you doing with this land now? Um, so the land is at the end of the Ogwin Valley, which is kind of on the edge of Snowdonia. So the Ogwin Valley is a glacial valley. So the land is on the edge, is where the it's glacial moraine, so it's where the glacier dropped all the gravel and rocks and everything as as it retreated back up the valley. And so it's really um, hard land to work because it's so stony and the, the land wants to be um, Atlantic rainforest. I mean, it's oaks love it here. It wants to be woods. So it, it's been um heavily grazed by sheep like most of wales 
and um, desified by sheep. So it, 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 we're, because of grant systems and all that, we're kind of reaching the end of that phase where there is kind of grazing contracts. So they're beginning to end and we're just beginning to start planting and and allowing um, and rewild allowing that to start to happen but the idea is to um and um, because here um there is is no problems with food there's a lot of people on further down the valley um who are growing really good food so i and we don't need to actually think about growing food little bits but it's not a priority because there's so much good food already being grown here so it what we're specializing in or will be <coughs> excuse me um is is medicine so it's going to be um basically a lot of chinese medicine okay. uh, traditional chinese medicine herbs which a lot of them are trees and bushes um, because the supply lines for of Chinese um, medicine is getting really, really erratic. A, a lot will grow here, and um, the supply lines from China are really, really fucked up. A lot of the stuff has doesn't have the potency and vibrancy for to be really healing. And so, what, what our plan is to grow really high potency biodynamic herbs for healing. That's and does that mean that they won't be indigenous to this land or that they yeah yeah no not not indigenous but i i'm not that um i don't really go into the indigenous argument i think it can verge very quickly into racism okay <laughs> okay, okay. No, interesting and, and and so there is a market for these herbs and yeah yeah there is because the supply lines from china a lot of the stuff that comes the uk um, I can't remember the actual figures, but, but the UK virtually imports all medicinal herbs. They either from Canada, US, Germany, or, or China, and, and maybe Australia, various places where a lot of them we could, um, on small scale, commercially produce. Mm -hmm. And and the, the key thing for a medicinal herb to work is got to be its its vibrancy. And so you need to, it needs to be grown in a semi-wild, it needs to be as wild as possible. So it needs, for it to get a potency, it needs a certain level of stress, a bit like us, really, that, that kind of, um, that, that, that makes the vitality. Um, you know, it, it, if it's grown totally in a nursery setting, it gets all kind of, it loses the vibrancy and the, the power. And um, yeah. I, lo I love that idea that we, we actually need a certain amount of stress in our lives, like just like a plant, in yeah. order to fully grow. That's yeah. fascinating. Yeah. Well, it's tempering steel, isn't it? It's like, you. It, um, I think that's the process. I mean, it's painful, but that's what stress does. That's the function of stress, really. Yeah. And then there's getting too overstressed when it, it doesn't yeah. serve us. But it's finding that balance, I suppose. Yeah, what you'll be doing with your the growing of these plants, hey? And so, when you talk about rewilding, you're talking about creating wilderness with these plants yeah. and trees in yeah. this 
six acres of of land yeah and 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 are you working there alone or are there a few of you there is um i'm doing most of the groundwork but there is other people kind of plugging themselves in more and more so it, it is kind of growing because so much of it um was in has been in my head and actually so i've been up here this is my third summer so actually as it's kind of rolling out and um we had to kind of sort out a lot of kind of access kind of um old kind of old contracts on multiple levels that needed sorting before it could really go ahead and this is only just um in the last kind of two three months start kind of clicked in so in a way it, it it's been it, it's been quite slow in in kicking off but that means it kind of really it's it's about kind a lot has been about getting into right relationship with the land and um it, it, and the um the, the land has had a great deal of trauma on it it's been like most land it, um, it was part of the Penryn Estates, and the Pen is just outside Bangor. Is what's called Penryn Castle, which is a Victorian um, fake um, Norman castle. It's the most evil place I've ever been on my in my life, and it was the Penryn family or the people, uh, 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 you know, these various ones still sitting in the House of Lords. But it, it, um, they were responsible for the, the, the vast slate quarries. They also funded it by plantations in Jamaica. Um, so there's just, and they owned originally the land that we're working with. So we've actually been doing a lot of kind of um, magical healings, kind of potent magical healings on clearing these influences because it's um there's been a lot of the, 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 the place it, it's like <laughs> when i came back i realized it, it's national trust so it's like mordor with a tea room i meant it's fucking horrible it's really wow gosh it's, it's rather fascinating yeah so, so you talk about magic and i i can remember you in a you know, when we were drumming and uh, shamanic, more shamanic days, and you talked much more about, in fact, you you, you um, steered me towards some books on witchcraft and some of the old ways of our own heritage. And yeah. um, and that they, it was always really fascinating. And I, I really, I was always very intrigued with your, your divination and um, an un, a deep understanding you had about our culture where magic was concerned. Um, are you still following? You, you're clearly following some of that now. If you're doing magic on the land and holding ceremony in that way, is that still a passion of yours? Or is oh, yeah, it's full on. I mean, it's my, it's my <laughs> job. You know, it's it, the whole thing. I mean, I think <clears throat> um, I just kind of really realised. I think what the job of our time now is. I think there was there was a book by. Um, called Magical Revival by a, a, a kind of, uh, he was kind of probably the, the main um, inheritor from Alistair Crowley called Kenneth Grant. And he wrote this book called Magical Revival. 
and it's in it he 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 really explains what um those pioneers crowley dion fortune jack parsons various people in the early late 19th century early 20th century what they were trying to do what they were trying to shift within the culture and then <coughs> excuse me that through the generations has moved on and then recently there's been a whole revival of kind of magical books so a lot of very very ancient texts are now available in really really good translation so we we have there's never been a time on this planet where we've had more access to to data magical data as a uh, as, as operating systems from all sorts of different cultures and i think that was uh, i think the next phase this is me just um my own kind of um vibe is the next stage is where we roll it out onto the land we roll it out absolutely out into the culture i mean because nobody else has got a fucking clue what's going on the place is going you know down the drain the whole planet as such and with us aligned um with the forces of 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 a natural world of the other than human we've got the support we've got the um got the skills we've got um you know we know what to do it i mean poly permaculture has got all the skills one needs to live well on the planet and it's like it's um and the, the powers that be the whatever they are they're called many different names but the there are the um there are thousands of conspiracy theories and all that shit but it, it's um they actually don't they don't know what's going on they don't know really what what is it, it is um they don't know actually how to shift it because they're basically using old ideas mm. the old ideas just to, to try to solve new problems and the whole thing has shifted because you know with the astrology of where we're in a whole different ball game and yeah, I, I think it's for us who are a little bit awake, where who who've kind of um, been around a bit and seen a few things. Kind of, it's up to us, kind of in a sense. And I think that's what's happening. I think we're building a a new culture from the ground up. I mean, I I always remember going to the Hastings Green Man Festival. Oh yeah, which is fucking wonderful. I love it. Yeah. All these people, totally anarchic. Oh, a celebration of pagan Britain, uh, absolutely awesome, and yeah. and it's there. It's that the, we have a culture, and, yeah. and and in that culture we can all live together and live well. But it's those who, people who want, who want to keep a stranglehold on um, on our self-expression and our need to our our. Um, our, our, yeah, our right to live properly and in a wholesome way on this planet, everybody. So this rolling out, what do you, I mean, I, I, I so when you said that, I, I kind of saw this sort of re-turfing of the lands or rolling out this great carpet of turf onto the land, but what, what would that, what would that really look I, like? I think, I think it's, I think it's happening. 
I think it it's each one of us just doing our little bit and talking to people and sharing and 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 just kind of inspiring and just 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 doing it doing you know living well I think that's how we how we do it we live it yeah and and isn't that something about like living simply as well and not being so attached to the materialism and you know what what society says we should be like Um, find what's truly innate within us and follow that yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's 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 dead simple. It's it and, and treating people well. It's with you know, and 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 facing the dark. You know, that's also it's is not brushing the not being fluffy. You know, not not you know. Yeah. This we have to. There's a wonderful book. Well, there's two beautiful books. There's one by. Dugald Hines called um, Building in the Ruins. And the other one is called Hospicing Modernity, who I can't quite remember her name. She's a Brazilian woman. And it's superb. And it, it's like, um, there is a lot of really good people do it, mapping the path ahead. And, um, you know, we, we, we're, I, I kind of think the point we're at is, we're at a fall of Rome point where actually the culture is it is literally bankrupt. It's literally collapsing. And there's nothing people within the system can do to stop it. It's like being in an avalanche that is already moving. You know, it the thing is collapsing. And so it's how does one um, live well in, 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 during the collapse? Yeah, yeah. And, and sometimes a collapse is necessary, isn't it? Oh when God, yeah. absolutely. I mean, you you t- you think about it. I basically wear, not literally, but basically wear the same clothes as I wore in the seventies. Now, designer, you know, right? The the music is basically the same. The technology is better. Yeah. Hollywood, Hollywood just does the same. Just repeats same old fucking movies. You know. We don't, nothing's new is happening. Right, right. And, and, and what do we do with that? What, what, what do we need? I mean, it's just coming back to the original, isn't it? Coming back to our roots. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it, it's kind of, um, yeah, it, it, it's what, what wants to happen. And I think, I think for me, I, um, I go to my spirit helpers a lot. I mean, that's why I can't do it. Steve can't do it. I need, I need the backup of people who've got the bigger picture, and they they're not, they're not in bodies. No, and and that that's a really interesting one because so for so many people in society, we've lost that spirituality or our spirit helpers or our guides and on a spirit realm, and um, and there is there's great loss in that hey yeah people are looking for that in other things which where they're not going to find it yeah 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 and how do how do we um support people to reclaim a sense of that spirituality or that connection to um the other worlds the spirit realms i i I think in a sense i um 
I think we, the information is out there. There's hundreds and thousands of really good podcasts. There's thousands of books. There's, there's, there is so much information out there for people to, to get through their stuff. You know, there is the plants, there's plant medicine. You know, there's so much um, opportunity to open the door. And I think, I think my experience is that it's not a quick fix. You know, you can go off and do a, a workshop and that, yeah, you have a great weekend, but maybe you come back down again, before, you know, by Wednesday, it's worn off. And it, it, it's, it's literally doing it enough. Just keep on going, day, you know, day after day, week after week, year after year. And it, that, that's what makes the shift. And really, um, really th think about, think, really think. I mean, a lot of spirituality isn't, it, it decries thinking. I think we need to really think clearly. Okay, and uh, how did you find your spirituality? LSD. Say that again. LSD. Oh, LSD. <laughs> <laughs> Large amounts of it. Right. right. Yeah. Okay, okay. That was the beginning for you. So you weren't brought up with the church or anything like that. It, yeah, was... it, it was bollocks, you know. No, it was, it was acid. Acid saved my life. Isn't that so interesting, hey? Yeah. Now I've heard many stories like that, you know, and and, and sometimes it's it's crisis, sometimes it's just leaning into something in in order to to almost like to save our lives because there's nothing else. It's like I've got to find something to to change. Like some, I, I know a lot of people come to shamanism or to um, to the magic or to to the spirituality because everything else has failed. And, and they're completely lost or broken and it's the last it's the last straw and it's the one that goes oh, you know I'm home now I found myself I'm I'm um, I'm alive again and it's taken this incredible rock bottom or breakdown in order to find that yeah. um, you know it's, it's that loss of complete loss of spirit you know enables that kind of uh, you know grasping at straws I've got to find something okay I'll try that you know, and maybe that's going to give me what I need, whether it's a drug, whether it's a plant medicine, whether it's somebody sitting in a circle with a drum. It, you know, it, it's, it's just, yeah. So, so satisfy my curiosity here because I'm interested in what you're going to be growing, you, you, the, this medicine that you're going to be growing, the plants, the trees. And it's, these are Chinese herbs. Yeah. Plants. Why not British herbs and plants? Um, well, the, there is British ones, and a lot of uh, British, um, a lot of the plants actually grow here. So, um, like Forsythia, you know, that has the bright yellow flower in the springtime, yeah, which is in all the suburban hedges and everywhere. Yeah. That is used in Chinese medicine. Oh, I see. Oh, so okay. when you're talking about Chinese medicine, you're not just saying the plants that grow in China. Yeah, they are, but they, it's what's used. So, so yeah. you know, we have a huge heritage of, of Victorian plant hunters who scarred the world collecting plants and brought them over here. So actually, there is, there is the common knowledge of so many of those plants were brought over because they looked nice or were cute without the realisation that they actually had medicine. They were medicine. 
Wow. Okay. And what got you into plant medicine in this? Um, I've always, you know, I've always liked plants. Um, I, I'm not a herbalist. I kind of know a little bit and dabble in it. Um, in a way, it was was thinking to make the, the, the land project economically viable. But it, it needs to be able to earn and also um, in longer term um, provide um, provide local employment. And so um, initially, the initial thinking was kind of, um, was a forest garden. So that was food forest. So that would be part of it. And then it kind of moved into the, 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 the medicine because it, in a way you can get a higher, a higher economic return on that. I mean, we can grow booze as well. We plant, planted loads of juniper and do our own gin and we want to do psychedelic beers and stuff like that. And, you know, just a whole bunch of um, different income streams because it's got to be, it, 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 um, we don't want to be dependent on and aren't on any grants because that kind of, um, A, that's totally insecure because they all go and dry up because government, councils, whatever, are... Are running out money because they screwed up so badly but basically yeah so it, it it's it it needs the discipline of of being economically viable it will take a while because you're working with trees and bushes and it takes a while to establish but the idea is for it to be um basically commercially commercially viable and you're cutting out the transportation from other countries as well yeah yeah really? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, and 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 you know we're also starting off um, next week um, holding vision quests there. We've already been holding kind of um, kind of retreats. Um, what mm -hmm. we want to do is uh, um, be able to facilitate um, people wanting to do solo one to one. You know. Yeah. A solo be out in nature by yourself in a, a safe contained space. Nice. That's wild, nice. wild camp, but knowing that it's contained, that nobody's going to push you off the land, that nobody's going to come wandering in. Um, mm. You know, so we, it, 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 it's, I mean, it, it's, we're creating Rivendale basically, a mix of Rivendale and Helm's Deep. It's, mm. it's, uh, it just sounds so incredibly beautiful. It really does. Wow, and and once you've created this this work, then maybe others might follow as well. You have yeah. land that they can really put to good use, yeah. and that is what we're talking about about you know changing the way we live and living more simply, and you know in connection with each other and helping each other. Hey, yeah, and and what's so wonderful, I which I didn't know until I came to live up here, how much is already in a way. This is why it's so easy here in in, in this area because there's um, there's so many old hippies up here who have established stuff so long ago. You know, I, I work two mornings a week on a, a, a veggie fruit um, organic farm just down the road, just well, down the trackway from where I am. And um, 
that's been going and and these kind of you know bands playing around house in the garden they actually <laughs> every full moon and there's local musicians doing stuff is so good and then there's eric with cam abon you know five six miles away so yeah. and, and everybody's all linked up and come to each other's events and everything is kind of um there is a real real um really well established alternative community nice oh so good so good to hear yeah we need more of those hey yeah yeah do you still do divination yeah yeah all the time because i remember you saying that to me years ago so, i love divination and, and i remember <laughs> looking at you so, i've never heard anybody really say that with such passion before so what what do you use what do you work with um i have multiple tarot and tarot decks and I have, yeah. so and an oracle tablets but i have them specifically for different kind of spirits so very different ones have their own pack so if i want to talk to one group i'll use that pack or another i use the pendulum a lot i use the i ching yeah. um, in a sense i think journeying shamanic journeying is pretty much a divination system because you're, you're collecting data and, and and I I like using, um, yeah, a lot of it is kind of the best. Why I like using a pendulum. I I like the Lamond cards, the Normand. Sorry, they are great cards for kind of everyday stuff of what's kind of going down. Um, it's a way of kind of throwing a mirror up and getting feedback on yeah. where you're going. I mean, yeah, it, yeah. it's in a way you could say. It's it's a way of talking to your 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 the unconscious. It's yes. sending a friendly face to the unconscious. Yeah, 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 yeah. You you put me you helped me put me on my path. You know, I created a little pack of oracle cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're great. And it all started with with part of what you you were sharing with me. I thought, God, that's just what I need to do. I need to have the the cards to help with connection to the spirit world and and yeah. the soul journey. And it was all about that. So that's really great. Yeah. Oh gosh! Any anything you'd like to share with our listeners now? What do you feel is really important to to get to to roll out? You know, begin that rolling out, putting it out there in the world. What do what's what's yours to share at this time? I would think uh, um, the fundamental thing probably is daily meditation. Okay. Yeah. I I pretty much do fifteen minute fifteen minutes. 10 15 minutes each morning yeah. and have for the last 50 years so it, it's kind of i think i think that is the key i mean i like i meditated this morning i hadn't for a few days i'd done a space up coming up to the solstice where i was doing a, a, a shamanic journey every morning so i wasn't doing meditation so i was doing a shamanic journey and then coming up to the solstice i did um yeah uh, kind of <coughs> other things and then to this morning was yeah back to the, the final med you know for a simple daily meditation 
I mean, I, I always think of the shamanic journey. It is it's a form of meditation. It is a meditation in a way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm somebody who, 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 you know, I'm not very good at just sitting, meditating. So I move, my dance is my meditation. Yeah. But so the rhythm, I mean, I find rhythm just so engaging. It's so helpful with the, with the mind, you know, just switching off and just being with that beat and then just seeing what wants to come in that moment and, and, and connection to spirit guides and the like. So... It's all there's different ways to meditate, isn't there? Yeah, I think it's it's the daily the daily spiritual practice. Basically, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter actually what what it is. It's yeah. it's the daily. It, it's the mm-hmm. consistency, and because that really really builds. And I think the other thing that I've really learned is if one gets a an intuition or a communication from the other side from your spirit team is do it Mm. because if they say they want something done as long as it's not you know stupid but but um or or seriously illegal or whatever it is but um you know do it because that kind of builds trust yeah because it's the same you know one needs to establish kind of being reliable for for if something needs to be done do it yeah and it's and i think a a lot of when um especially with with the nature spirits with fairy and stuff there's been um so much abuse and um uh, 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 wow lack of belief uh kind of trashing a place so much of um yeah it, i mean it takes a while for those spirits to actually learn to retrust humans because they've been fucked off so many times of course of course yeah that the abuse must be oh crazy have you ever been asked to do anything stupid or ever so illegal um no not really i don't don't think that really happens does it i mean sometimes (laughs) you get something and it's a god that sounds a bit crazy could i really do that but you you you, it's often comes in poetry or riddle or or in a sort of metaphorical way that you have to translate say oh well that would actually fit with that i see how that can work i don't it's not it's oh i you know you literally want me to jump off a cliff it's oh literally like like get off the you know step out you know be seen be heard you know yeah. that that sort of metaphorical cliff of stop holding yeah. back kind of open your wings a bit you know go out there and and see what's what's available take a take a risk with something so yeah. you know, we have to translate it don't we into a way that's going to work for us and that we can actually adopt yeah that's really good because in a sense it's that thing that you know kind of people with mental health problems often talk about but they're being told to do things and yeah. doing stuff it, and that it, 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 that's great that nails it that thing of uh, of it's a metaphor yes, yes. But, but definitely actually then there is like when I'm working with a land I kind of um they tell me where they want things yeah you yeah. know it, they, they tell me how to plant and you know of, of where it goes so it's it's a continuous process of of 
of kind of tuning in to what is going. But it, that has come about because I've kind of spent a great deal of time just sitting with the lamb and and listening to it. And I think this is, um, um, I trained, when was it, about 20 years ago, um, with a guy called John Young, who, 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 who set up art and mentoring. Um, I was living in Canada at the time. And one of the core exercises in what was called the Kamana program was, was the sit spot. And in that, one had to find a place out in nature. And then you had to map kind of like 20 meters around that place, but literally crawling. And then really going that in the night, the day, all weathers, everything. So you've got to know that one little spot on the planet absolutely intimately. You knew where the wind came from. You knew how 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 it worked, who lived there, what what bugs, what um what 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 where the mice were or where this was where the fox walked across it or where the all those things um and i think that is a huge you can do that i did that in the city i did that in montreal and kind of you you can you can get to know a place intimately and then also kind of within that process it's the the process of doing a regular, a regular walk, a regular tracking of a piece of land, and the, then the making of offerings. Keep yeah. on making. It's the offerings, the giving back, because the spirits feed off the energy of, of, of what we give and we what we offer. And often, it was when I used to live in Sussex, so it was a walk. I, I, you know, it would be just be walking the dog. So that was the spiritual practice, is walk, walking the dog. Um, you get that, yeah. You get, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and it's it, you kind of you know that there's a certain ash tree that you you do, and then another tree, and then the you build a kind of a, a, a web of story around a place about a place of land, mm. and, how, and and as that develops, you kind of. Um, it, it reveals more and more. It's like a, a it, it opens up, and you get more and more insight into the stories of what's kind of has happened and is going on, and what what needs. And I mean, I spend these days. I I read a lot of ecology. I really I see the other world, the the unseen world, the other than human world, as kind of like an ecology. It it's habitat, and there is. Is, um, yeah, it's teeming. There isn't. It's not simple. That's where Christianity really, really fucked up big time in a way of trying to make everything so simple, and it's not. It's it's like a complex ecosystem. You're quite the magician, aren't you, Steve? Yeah, I dabble a bit. <laughs> live it by the sounds of it absolutely live it you know you're a real an amazing example of you know really walking your talk and uh, living in that existence i think it's really um very very inspiring to hear it's you, fun you, it really yeah. is fun <laughs> it's got to be fun hasn't it if it wasn't fun 
<laughs> yeah, you've got to have a good time. You've got to have a good time. Thank you so much, Steve. You, you've really captivated me here. I've been absolutely fascinated with what you're talking about. And, I, you know, I could listen for hours, you know, to, to what you have to share. I think you're remarkable. And, um, you know, I really wish your project well. And, uh, you know, I, I, I could, yeah, I can just see something really beautiful. You know, the, the, the healing that you're doing to the to the land and, you know, in, in, you know, in essence to, you know, the wider the wider culture is is phenomenal. So, um, and and if people want to get in touch with you, if they want to learn about, yeah, um, the best thing is email me at the moment because we, I've kind of got websites and a whole bunch of all that stuff in process. It kind of okay. because the pro the, the whole project is new, the, yeah. that is in process of kind of being developed. So <laughs> the best thing, um, yeah, is email me. Steve Niner at gmail.com. Okay. Um, I'm going to have some uh, a workshop, um, a course I'm starting in the autumn, uh, kind of basically about all this, and um, and then we'll be we have kind of work, kind of perma blitz things, work days, come and nice. hang out and kind of yeah, email and then we'll set up a be setting up a kind of mailing list and um, newsletters and a whole bunch of stuff. But it, it, it's so early, but it was, it, it's like taking it from the imaginal and then into the materializing it. Mm. And that really takes time and it takes, you know, um, blood, sweat and, you know, just time of, yeah. of the and especially if you're doing it well, you know, you, you can knock up a website and put something out there, yeah. to drop a hat, but to do it well and to really get your message across. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, th I think that's one of the things that um, it, it, it is difficult these days is that it, it, it's so easy to, exactly what you said, in a way, is create something that looks fancy on Instagram mm -hmm. and website, yeah. and actually it hasn't got anything behind it. Exactly. It, you know? Yeah, and it's it, like one of my own bugbears about things, you know. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, when you have got a website or something put up, then let me know and I'll put it in the box under this podcast, yeah. you know. Um, but for now, you're happy to have your email address there. Yeah, just have the email then. Um, yeah. Thank you so much. I might take a while in responding, but I will. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Steve. And I hope to be in touch with you at some point. Yeah. See you soon. Um, bye. Thank you so much for listening right to the end. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And remember, you can be in touch with myself or this speaker. My website is middleearthmedicine.com. We have a wonderful membership platform that you can join for just £5 a month. And we have lots of recordings and interesting information that we can share with you there, plus meeting online with regular groups. You can also find the details of our speaker in the box below with their links, their websites, and a little bit of information about them. Thank you for joining me and being part of this Middle Earth Medicine community. I hope you'll listen to our next show. Please follow, share, like, whatever you can do to help this community to grow. We really appreciate you. Thank you.